Hi, and welcome to Alchemy of Genres. This is Selena Davidson from the South Brunswick Public Library. And we are going to be talking this time about scary stories, otherwise known as horror novels. I uh, am not doing the really super intense horror novels, mostly because I don't read a lot of those. But also, just a heads up, this is a list of teens and adult titles, because it's... For adults who don't want to read really intense horror and they just want more of a scary story, it's great to read the teen books. Not all of them are light, so be aware. But also for teens who are looking for something a little more intense, sometimes bumping up to something more um, on the adult side makes them happier. And so I find this is one of the genres that gets the most crossover where people are attracted to a particular type of story. Like I want to read ghost stories. I don't care who it's for the original audience. If it's really well done, I'm going to enjoy it. And, and I feel like a lot of people are like that. If you're a little more particular, there are lots of smaller genres within horror survival horror slasher horror etc etc um i kind of mixed it up a bit but i find myself a little more on the side of like ghost stories and and survival creepy stuff rather than definitely not any slasher stuff because it's a little intense for me um but that's just a personal choice so be aware and moving on we are going to start the first book is an uh, older book. It's by Joseph Bruchak. It's called Dark Pond. It's a very quick, very short story about a boy who mysteriously is drawn toward a pond in the woods. Arnie looks to old Native American tales for guidance about the dangerous monster hiding in the water. It's got a lot of atmosphere and it's uh, drawn from actual Native American tales. Bruchak is a member of one of the indigenous tribes of the United States. I don't remember which one off the top of my head, but his books are coming from a genuine place. Fun book, really good. You can read it to younger kids. You can read it if you're older. It's not going to make you overwhelmed, but it's got that creep factor that's awesome. Something is Killing the Children is a graphic novel series. They've only got two so far, but they're so good so far. Children are disappearing, and those few that return tell impossible stories of monsters. Erica Slaughter, not her real name, shocker, comes into town determined to stop the deaths and destroy the monsters. But it's hard to slay monsters that usually only kill children and that only children can usually see especially when law enforcement is determined to solve these crimes and Erica is their chief suspect because suspicious. The first book is the intro to everything. The second book is continuing with the problems and betrayals and issues surrounding who are these monsters, why can only some people see them, how do we fight them, etc., etc. Really, really good so far and um, quite creepy, but in the best way possible. I really, really liked it. The Coldest Girl in Cold Town is a teen book, and it uh, cold towns are walled cities where quarantined monsters, i.e. vampires, live along with various humans that have been sent there. 
sort of like a bloody mix of predator and prey. And once you enter, you can't leave. So good luck. You're not a vampire yet, but you probably will be or you'll be food. Good luck. After waking up as one of only a few survivors of a party, some of whom are now infected because someone lit in some vampires because vampires just look so sexy. Tana decides that the only way to save herself and the others is to go to Cold Town and figure something out or die trying. Tana is a strong, smart heroine, so determined and fearless. It's a really great story about confronting ultimate evil and not backing down. And so it's got horror elements. It's also got those uh, adventure suspense elements. And it's a really nice mix. Really amazing. Into the Out of by Alan Dean Foster is an oldie. So you probably have to find it on a bookshelf at a library or in a used bookstore. But it's nonetheless still really good. Shitani are beings of awesome power. A swarm of spirits that's stealing into our little onto our world from the out of. And they destroy the fabric of reality when they're here. One man, an elder of the Maasai people, Olkaloki, has the knowledge to fight Shatani, but he needs help. U.S. government agent Joshua Oak and Mary Shadow, a random woman drawn into the fight, but perhaps fated to be there. They will need to go into the out of, thus the title, and defeat the Shatani in their own world. They probably won't make it back alive. This one has some of it's just corny, but some of it's truly frightening. There's some moments that have uh, stuck with me, even 15, 20 years later, just images in my head from reading the story because the Shatani can cloak themselves as anything black. So little bits of tire on the side of the road could just attack you. And they can also crawl up from the dark spaces like the inside of your toilet, which is like a classic horror thing. Something's crawling in from outside inside the toilet and it attacks you and kills you. Yeah, everybody's had that fear at least once in their life. Really well done and and hard to find, probably, but worth it if you want to look for it. Neil Gaiman, the Sandman books, I did not include on here officially because technically Sandman is a mix of so many genres. Feel free to read the comic series. However, it's not by itself a horror. It's got elements of all of those, but it doesn't work if you're just like, oh, you want to read a scary story? Read this. However, as far as I'm concerned, one of his creepiest, scariest stories ever, and you might laugh at me, I can hear you, is Coraline. Yeah, yeah, the one they made the movie about. I didn't like the animated movie that much, but the story, creepy awesomeness. It's a scary story written for children, but still very effective for teens and adults. Hello, the first time I read the story about being in another world and seeing parents that people that look like his parents, except their eyes have been replaced by little button eyes. Ugh, creepy. So creepy, that image in my head of people with little button eyes. And they're like, but we love you. You can't leave. Oh, no. So good. So creepy. Definitely recommended. Anna Dressed in Blood. I forgot to write the author down on this one, too. My apologies. Uh, Cass Lowood has inherited an unusual vocation. He kills the dead, as did his father before him, 
until a ghost caught him and killed him. So Cass travels the country with his mother, who's a kitchen witch, and their cat, uh, who can sense ghosts, following legends and stories to find and destroy murderous ghosts. When Cass finds Anna dressed in blood, he finds something very unusual. A girl entangled in curses and rage, who kills everyone who enters her home, but she spares Cass's life, and he can't figure out why. Also, he finds himself wanting to put down roots and break his own rules and make friends, which he can't allow because it will weaken him. Or does it? Do friends strengthen you and not weaken you? Could all of his preconceptions of, of what is and isn't real and true based on his own rules and laws be fallible? Hmm. So good, so tense, high action, and I just remembered who wrote it. It's Kendare Blake. So there you go. Um, awesome, really, really good, amazing cover, and highly recommended. Written for teens, read by anybody. Basketful of Heads by Joe Hill is a comic book. Also recommended is his Lock and Key series, which is also amazing. But I've talked about it multiple times, so I didn't want to bring it up again and again and again. So, Basketful of Heads is a relatively new book. It's a single volume, so anybody can read it. It wasn't marketed towards teens, so technically it's an adult. But if if you can handle a little bit of of uh, blood and gore, but not excessive amounts, have fun. June visits her boyfriend Liam on Brody Island for a relaxing end of summer weekend. This is set in like the 90s, be aware. So there's some things she can't call on a cell phone. They don't exist. After an escaped group of criminals breaks into the house they are watching, Liam is taking after providing a distraction so June can get away. June grabs a strange Viking axe and flees. When one of the, attacker f- one of the attackers finds her, she swings the axe, takes off his head. Kind of a shock. She didn't expect to be able to do that. And when the head rolls away and begins to babble in terror, she is twice shocked. For June to uncover the truth about what is happening, she'll need to hear the facts straight from the mouths of her attackers, with or without their bodies attached. Great conspiracy novel of who can I trust, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, I don't understand what's happening, and then of course you've got these talking heads that she's collecting in a basket. It's creepy and fun, classic, uh, scary story, survival story. Just enjoy. Here's a classic for you. Something Wicked This Way Comes by Ray Bradbury. It's a classic, been around for a million years. Well, it feels like that anyway. Story of a haunted or cursed carnival, which has happened, you've seen that, trope a million times but this is the original definitely one to check out you sh- I'm not going to give you a synopsis because half of you probably more have already read it but if you haven't you should and maybe I'm kind of thinking I should reread it for Halloween because it's just so good and highly recommended another classic horror story is The Shining by Stephen King which is a horror ghost story with paranormal and ghostly elements if you've never read it, you should. 
The book is always better than the movie, but if you really want to watch a movie of this, check out the remake miniseries filmed in 1997. So much better than the weird movie with Jack Nicholson. Anyway, definitely highly recommended. The Shining is at its core, as I said, a ghost story with some paranormal elements and it'll creep you out in all the best ways. Feed by Mira Grant. I've definitely spoken on this before, so I'm just going to give you a quick summary if you're new. The cure for cancer and the common cold are found, unfortunately, once they're released into the world, in the atmosphere, all the dead rise, and people are zombies. And it's not just people, it's everything. So the viruses together combined mean that the dead don't sleep. Grant writes a multifaceted, scary, horror, political story about disease and fear and the political corruption which results when those in power want to keep the populace blind and fearfully willing to do as they're told, and what happens to those who refuse to go along. So good and so appropriate while we're in the middle of all this crazy pandemic stuff, but also aware of disease protocols and keeping yourself safe. So, hey, be aware. Keep yourself safe out there, people. But awesome book. Definitely recommended. Enjoy. Another Mira Grant book called Parasite is a different kind of terrible horror story, but and with zombies, but very different kind of zombies. This time, she wrote basing her story on corruption and power in pharmaceuticals industry and the military. And they're determined not to let anyone know what is in these quote-unquote magic pills, which enable a person to survive previously deadly traumatic injuries. So like breaking your spine and, and, and like um, losing body parts and being able to regrow those or to have your spine correct itself so that you're no longer a quadriplegic but you can actually walk and talk and be whole again as the truth comes out about what's in those magic pills the horror of the choices they have made and passed on to an unknowing public and they can't undo it will definitely creep you out and make you think and make you wonder about what other lies our governments and industries are telling us. It's definitely a conspiracy theory horror story in all the best ways. So good. Asylum by Madeline Rue is a creepy ghost story combined with old photos and some psychic gifts, maybe. It's kind of understated that maybe they have like a gut feeling that this is going wrong and you're not really it's not spelled out that they're psychic but I felt like it was psychic so I'm sorry if you don't agree. Rue has several asylum books and all of them are well written and I call them stories to read while hiding under the covers and reading with a flashlight because that's kind of the feeling you get especially with these random old black and white pictures that are inserted in places to highlight the story and go with the story. It's atmospheric, it's well executed, there's a variety of the different ghost stories. It's a thing of beauty, you should definitely check them out. Written for teens, anyone could read them and enjoy them. Odd Thomas, which is the name of the first book, but also the name of the series, by Dean Koontz. This isn't written for adults, but if you want to read horror and you don't want something with a lot of grossness, this might be your cup of tea. 
Odd Thomas sees ghosts, and they usually need help with moving on. And he sees them really vividly, like he can touch them and interact with them. They just can't talk to him. Now, though, something big is happening, and Odd is determined to stop it, as he is sure too many people will die, and he just needs to help and make sure this never happens, whatever this big thing is that's coming. It's a really, really good book, and the audio is also good. There's more in the series following Odd in his different life places in each book. There's usually some sort of mysterious or suspenseful element to each of them, so it's kind of like a nice mix of mystery and horror. Um, he's such a sweet guy, and he just seems to have really, really, really horrible luck, but he's determined to always stay positive, bring tissues, maybe a cuddly thing for comfort, because there are some sad moments, but all in all, really well done. The Girl with All the Gifts by M.R. Carey. Another unusual zombie story. This one from the point of view of a young girl who happens to be a zombie. It's not explicitly said until late in the book, but you figure it out real fast. She doesn't appear to be undead in the classic sense that we think of with zombies, in that she is still growing and maturing, and she can think and learn and speak. Yet she definitely feeds on flesh and fits all the other markers for a zombie. So in the story, you follow along for a crazy ride, and it kind of reminded me of an updated version of I Am Legend, which I'll talk about later, but it's a classic Matheson book. Um, re highly recommended. It was really, really good. The second book was okay. The first book was amazing. I haven't watched the movie, but I'm kind of scared about watching a movie that I love the book of because half the time it's really not that great. We ended up with a lot of zombie books. I didn't mean to. I was trying to find horror in different types and just zombies are a quick go-to for horror stories. So, hey, live with it. Rot and Ruin by Jonathan Mayberry. It's kind of scary because zombies, but it's also more about what it is to be a human versus what makes a monster. Yes, this is an existential horror novel examining why we are worse than any other. Eh, try that sentence again. Woo! Is this an existential horror novel examining why we are worse than any mindless walker? Why, yes. The story centers on two brothers, one who hunts zombies and gets needed supplies, and his younger brother who hero worships all the zombie hunters except his brother, because his brother hates killing and doesn't brag about all the zombies he's shot. And his little brother can't understand that. And then when it's his brother's turn to go out and learn to be a zombie hunter, he truly starts to understand what it is and what it means to kill people who look like people. And how quickly that can go from killing people who are undead to people who are just people. And I love that Mayberry is walking that line and examining that. And it's got this existential undercurrent that maybe some teens didn't notice. Maybe some did. But I found it fascinating and really enjoyed it. Jaws. Very classic book by Peter Benchley. Yeah, you probably saw the movie. But read this. I read it as a teen. Truly horrifying. So well done. I don't need to explain to you what Jaws is about. It's about a shark that eats people. We know it's not real. It's a book. The movies, everyone knows, because again, they're classic horror movies. 
but check out the original source novel and enjoy. Thornhill by Pam Smy. It's the story of a house, both in the past and in the present, and two very different families, alternating between diary entries from the past and comics which tell the story of the present. You see the two stories connecting, but as a reader, you are powerless to stop it, even though you really want to. You're like, no, 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 no. It's a really cool ghost story with uh, wicked storytelling in action through the uh, pictures and the stories that you see happening in the diary entries. It's just a seamless back and forth that's really well done. And um, it's got a really cool classic ghost story vibe with everything in black and white. It's like reading a classic black and white movie. It's so good. The Watchers by Dean Koontz. Another old book. But you could probably find it at your local library. You might even find it on a bunch some e-reader somewhere uh, for 99 cents or for free. Who knows? But check it out. They made a terrible movie of this in the 80s. Don't watch the movie. Unless you want to laugh. Then feel free. Basically, in this book, scientists are trying to make super soldiers out of animals. And they get a genius dog that they created, which has escaped, because genius, and is followed by a horrible monster who kills everyone who gets near the dog. A man finds the dog, discovers the horror, but is determined to get to the bottom of it and also save the dog from this horrible monster that is following it. It's really an interesting story with a bottom line of what happens in science labs and also, you know, how far can we push things before we push things too far. Steen Koontz, he knows how to get into your head and under your skin, so go there. Stephen King, that you can read on the younger side, and a lot of people might not have read it, is The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. This is like what I call king for kids. There's a girl lost in the woods and has to do what is needed to survive. And so many, many terrible things keep happening to the poor child. This is a quick read, real short story. And one of my favorite kind of horror, which is survival horror. Like all these horrible things keep happening and she has to make a decision between A and B. And both of them are equally horrible. And those are the best kind of stories. So enjoy it you know you want to eat your heart out by kelly devos such a great story this is a new one only thing i hated and it i would have given it like five stars because i dove in and just didn't want to stop reading but it ends so abruptly it was just so jarring and uncomfortable you get to the end and it's just boom you're at the end and you're literally left going what what that's not the end what so i i really like it highly recommend it tell me what you think there's six characters they're at a fat camp one counselor five teens the food bars that they are instructed to eat because they're being tested for marketing purposes at this fat camp but these particular group of people did not eat the bars and it seems that everyone else in the camp that did eat the bars has turned into zombies. DeVos does some great, amazing storytelling with the short chapters and seeing all six point of views, but making it very clear 
who each person is because with six different characters you're jumping in and out of it can get easy to get lost but she makes sure you don't and she refers to horror moments in that, that we're living our own horror story and and has them examining things like is this that moment where I do that dumb thing well, I guess it is so there's parts of it that pull you out and and laugh at itself at the same time jumping back in and saying hey this is this thing that's happening her idea of genetically modified zombies is kind of cool and different and worth a try it's a terrible cover you have to ignore the cover I don't know who did the cover but they did a terrible job I'm really sorry to insult whoever was the artist but it's just not attractive at all but you should give it a try see what you think is written for teens but could be read by anybody it kind of reads like a classic teen uh, scary story but very well done horror store um, and I forgot to write the name of the author. <laughs> My apologies. But I have talked about this one before. It's horror store is spelled with an umlaut over the O. So it looks like, like all those weird names that come in the Ikea catalog where they make up a thing. In horror store, Orsk, which is in Cleveland and is an Ikea-like box store with all kinds of weird names for their furniture is experiencing some strangeness. Employees arrive in the morning to find broken shelves, shattered glasses, smashed wardrobes, and foul-smelling muck on the furniture. The wannabe assistant manager convinces, <clears throat> blackmails, two employees to stay overnight with him to catch the vandals and save the day and get promotions, etc., etc. Two other employees sneak in to the overnight working place to prove that it's ghosts and to make a million dollars on YouTube with their ghost idea. It is kind of all of those things. It's vandals, it's ghosts, it's horrible. And what waits after dark has no problem whatsoever adding the employees to their to-do list so that they can join them for future hauntings. It's creepy, it's cool. Pay attention to the furniture diagrams with the descriptions because they change from innocent and annoying to truly horrific as the story gets darker. And a lot of times it gives you a hint on that item being in the next chapter or being important towards something that's happening. Loved it so good. I bought it as an ebook and I also purchased it for the library because so good full tilt by neil schusterman is a teen book it's another phantom creepy carnival for the win updated and different in many ways from bradbury's uh something wicked this way comes but equally unsettling and enthralling i i you don't really have to say more like you get stuck in or enticed into a creepy carnival and now you have to fight to get out and not die. It's awesome. Slice of Cherry by Dia Reeves, the daughters of, famous, of a famous serial killer who really, really want to follow in their follow, father's footsteps, but without the jail slash execution at the end. When they find a portal to another world, it's like a gift from the universe because they don't believe in God. Now they have a secret place that they can go into and kill in 
And if they find people in this other world, they're not real because it's another world and they can do what they want. And it's also a place that no one can find the bodies if they do their killing in the other universe. It is a creepy, creepy story, but oh so good. And just fun. You should definitely check it out. It's written for teens. It's on the older end of the teens because serial killers. But definitely highly recommended. Uh, Jinji Ito. He writes a lot of comics and manga. He is... The master of horror for a reason. He's Some of his titles include Smashed, Shiver, Spiral, Into Horror. Really, really good, but super creepy because they're manga. And he can he writes these stories that are just so odd and bizarre. And the drawings are so icky and ew. But you just can't stop reading. So heavily recommend you check them out. I'm not going to pick one of them because I don't want to relive any of those stories. They stick in your head forever. But I recommend you checking them out from your local library or purchase them from wherever. You will not regret it. The Devil's Engine series by Alexander Gordon Smith. The first title is Hellraisers. The Devil's Engine is a machine from the darkest parts of history. It can make any wish come true as long as you're willing to put your life on the line. When Marlo Green finds himself trapped in a surreal firefight between nightmarish creatures in his New York City neighborhood, he discovers a squad of secret soldiers dedicated to battling the legions of the devil himself. Faced with a monstrous apparitions, ancient weaponry, and his own hellish existence of high school, Marlo submits to a, to a demonic deal with the infernal device that enables him to join the battle if it doesn't kill him first or later a really cool dark series lots of elements of horror and suspense and just creepiness in general really really good not like exist <laughs> i was gonna this is not like high level like writing but just so much fun to read so enjoy turn off your brain for a while and enter written for teens but dark and fun for anyone world war z by max brooks many people saw the movie don't realize it's a book the book was kind of cool it's a it's i don't know if that's one that i'll ever read again but reading it once was interesting it's told in very many voices and this is the story of the post-apocalypse but also with memories of the before times before the zombies. It's the story of humanity's fight to survive against the zombie hordes, as well as the story of what happened to all of us after. And it's kind of, it reads kind of dry because it's presented as a historical document, which is why that they, the movie is completely different in so many ways, but definitely worth checking out if you want to check out a, a book that's just different and a little more uh, dry, factual of this is, this is just life as it presents the horrors to you. Now is when we get to talk about I Am Legend by uh, Matheson. Robert Neville is the last living man on Earth, but he is not alone. Everyone else is a vampire, and they are all out for his blood. By day, he is the hunter, stalking and sleeping 
and stalking uh, the undead through abandoned ruins of civilization. By night, he barricades himself in his home and prays for dawn. This is not the movie. This is much scarier. And the ending will truly make you think about what makes a monster and what makes you the hero. It's, I, I don't, if you haven't read it, I don't want to ruin it, but it's just, it's mind games, but it's also a truly scary story and, and it's really well done. So enjoy. The Telltale Heart or any Edgar Allan Poe, really. You can't have a horror list without having some Edgar Allan Poe. I'm sorry. He's a classic for a reason. <laughs> you really need to read these. Uh, the Telltale Heart is one that a lot of us read in school. But maybe reread it it's, if it's been a while. Listen to someone else reading it on audio. Oh, so good. These His stories have turned into tropes and have been redone a million times because they are so good. They still work hundreds of years later and they still creep you out. So there's my recommendation. Check yourself out some Edgar Allan Poe. Don't wait. The Walking Dead, the comic series, which is the original by Robert Kirkman before they made the TV show. It's actually really good. It's not in color. It's all in black and white, which for me helped because it is kind of gory. So be aware. And it, but the, it's all in black and white. So it doesn't come, ac- it doesn't come across, excuse me. So, so horrific it, in full color, like the TV shows, <laughs> the viscera is everywhere. These, you see the moments and the horrible things, but it's it's in black and white and it's drawn and it just gives you a little bit of distance from it. Still very an emo- very emotional story, really well done with the storytelling. It's won a million different awards. There's a reason they picked this to make a TV show out of. But the books are always better than the shows. So you should definitely check that out. And I'm going to end this with the stream. Yeah, I can't speak. My apologies. The Screaming Staircase by Jonathan Stroud. This is a creepy paranormal detective ghost story for children and teens. So many things are included in there. They kind of threw the kitchen sink at it. But it's really well done. This is a YA book. But it isn't afraid to have some terrible moments of ick. It's also uh, great at sharing the psychological parts of horror. Of living in a world where the children can only see the ghosts and they can only fight the ghosts. But that means that they, as they age out, they either die before they can fight all the ghosts. Or they turn into adults who can no longer see them but know that they're there. And can't see them. That's a horrible thought. So well done. It's a great series. And highly recommended. If you haven't checked them out. So this is the end of the podcast. I've been trying for this. And moving forward. To go a little shorter. I know I like to talk. So I've heard a few people say. They wish they were a little shorter. So I'm going to try and keep them to a little less. And Maybe just post a little more often. We'll see how that works. 
but I will be back to posting twice a month as of September. I'm not going to post again in August. I'm going to enjoy some time off. You do the same and support your local library and the friends of the library or whatever other volunteer groups that help fund for your libraries. Enjoy, enjoy your summer and read some books. Thank you for listening.